The Holy Gospel according to John, the 17th chapter. Jesus prayed, I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may, want, may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost, except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, so that, I, so that they also may be sanctified in truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, I don't know how you compete with the doctor of merriment, but I'll give it a shot. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I sent my mom a beautiful card this past week expressing my love and affection for my mother for 43 years. It said, Mom, I woke up this morning, took a long, hard look in the mirror, and I just thought I would tell you Nice job. <laughs> My daughter thought that card was quite funny as well. Happy Mother's Day to all of you. Well, when I think of my mother, there's many things that come to my mind, but one of which is the often telling of stories, reflecting back on years gone by when we get together and we share stories about time past. It is always a wonderful time. And the truth is, we are a people of stories, are we not? Stories are one of the most powerful forms of communication. They come in all sorts of different shapes and sizes. They come to us in cards. Stories also come to us on television. They come to us on the radio. They come in books. They come on the internet. Stories come in music. There's all sorts of ways in which we hear and tell stories. I would be willing to bet that most of you love a really good story. And I would also be willing to bet that there are a number of you here that really enjoy a good love story. Am I right? Anyone like a really good love story? It's okay. Don't be shy. There's some good ones out there. Any come to mind off the top of your head? You know, last time we had, uh, well, I think we've heard West Side Story. You know, we've heard uh, Romeo and Juliet, 
Casablanca. There's a bunch of really good love stories out there. Well, as part of being people of faith and followers of Christ, we are part of this most incredible and most beautiful story. And truth be told, we are part of the greatest love story ever told. I'm going to invite you to turn to page 984 in your pew Bible. We're going to do a little bit of dancing around scripture this morning. Over the past weeks, we are entering now the final week of the season of Easter. Easter will conclude next weekend. The season of Easter will conclude next weekend. And we have been hearing stories around the language and imagery and emotion of love. It has been uh, quite amazing. And if we think about at the very root of our Christian belief is the very language of love and thus being part of the greatest love story ever told. And we heard a few weeks ago, this is going a little bit back further than what you have in front of you right now, but to John 3.16, we hear these words, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Did you hear that? Nothing. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Beautiful. Beautiful example of the greatest love story ever told. Last Sunday, on page 984, we heard Jesus say these words. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. In this simple command, we find the very foundation and summary of everything in Scripture. Love. Love one another. But what does that love look like, we may ask, as it comes to us from Jesus Christ? So take a look at page 985. There you will find the heading, Jesus Prays for His Disciples. Now we need to backtrack just a little bit because we've kind of circled back around. And today, as part of this reading, we find ourselves alongside Jesus on the eve of his crucifixion. On the eve of his crucifixion, as he prepares and anticipates for betrayal, as he anticipates the trial and the subsequent condemnation that comes thereafter, the torture, the flogging, the execution on the cross, all of these things that are making its way into Good Friday. And what we suddenly discover is knowing all of the horror that's about to come, Jesus doesn't pray to God to make things easy for him in the day that follows. But what does he do? In the midst of everything that is about to happen, Jesus pauses, he stops, and he prays. He prays for his disciples. He prays for his friends. 
He prays that God will support and encourage them and care for them in the days that follow. And in the time that follows, he prays that they will continue to be in relationship with one another and care for one another. He prays that they will continue to be in relationship with God. But it doesn't end there. Our reading from today concluded with verse 19, but take a look at verse 20 because this is the sweet spot. Here's what verse 20 says. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. Who are all those who believe in me through their word, through the word of the disciples? Who are those people? You and me. Think about that for a moment. This part is the greatest love story ever told. On the eve of his crucifixion, Jesus does not pray for himself, but rather, he prays for his disciples, he prays for his friends, and he prays for you and for me. That is love. He prays that we might find God's love and support and encouragement in our lives. He prays that we will remain in relationship with each other, in fellowship with one another, and in relationship with God. That is love. Notice, in his prayer there is nowhere does it say that this life we live will be easy, will be without challenges, will be without sorrow, without grief, without illness or sickness, without loneliness and despair. Nowhere does it say that this life we live will be easy. But the fact that Jesus paused for a moment and prayed for you and me on the eve of his crucifixion, communicates to you and me the very breadth and depth of his love, that he cares about us, that he cares about what you and I feel and experience. He cares about what is in our minds and on our hearts. That is love. So remember, in the days to come, that you are part of the most beautiful love story ever told. And as true as it was 2,000 years ago, it is as true today, and it will be as true tomorrow, and in all the years to come. That this love story of God reaching out to you and grabbing hold of you and saying, I love you as you are and where you are at. Because, because of 
this love, this love that God has for you and me, because of that love, we are then freed to love one another in beautiful and profound and life-giving ways. Let it be so. Amen.